Yes, brother, this is Shay. I'm going to do something different to what we usually do, and this is only for, for you, for subscribers, people that subscribe to the newsletter. I'm not putting this anywhere else. So, yeah, it's especially for you. And we can think of this like a podcast, basically. Um, but it is going to be on a specific topic, of course, related to porn, addiction, dead bedroom, everything that we talk about. And what I'm going to do in this episode, series, voice note, whatever we want to call it, is share some learnings with you from a book, an incredible book that I read a couple of months ago now. And it's called In the Realm of Hungry Ghosts by Dr. Gabor Mate. Dr. Gabor Mate, he is an addiction specialist and you only have to look on YouTube and Google his name to see, you know, his credentials, his credibility. He's been spending his whole life uh, working with patients in Canada on this. So he really has a lot of expertise and comes at it from quite a unique angle. So I really rate his work and the book In the Realm of Hungry Ghosts is one of his books. And it just basically does a deep dive into the life of somebody who experiences an addiction or challenges with the form of an addiction. And, you know, even that word, it took me a long time to even be comfortable with saying that I had something close to an addiction. And the reality is that we all have addictions. Everybody does. And there's a scale of it, like with anything, going from a low doesn't really impact my life that much, too high really impacts my life and there's serious negative consequences. So porn is just one of those things, but drugs could be another one, alcohol, gambling, these are the obvious ones, but what else? Well, shopping, smartphones, how about work? You know, all of these can be addictions, it is about escaping. It's just unfortunately that society has cast this net over the term addiction, and we think of it as, you know, it's a bad thing and it's only a certain percentage of people who have this and we don't really want anything to do with them. And it's just simply not true, right? Most people, and actually I would say we'd struggle to find anybody. You could even take it to an extreme and say that a, a monk, a Buddhist monk, in some form is addicted to religion because they're really taking it to an extreme. And that's a debate for another time. But yes, what I'm going to do today is share between three to five, we'll see how we're doing for time, of the biggest learns that I took from the book. And I'm going to break it down for you and just explain it in a bit more detail. These are the learns that stood out the most for me. And we'll talk through them together. First up, and this is a question that I get asked pretty often, is what constitutes an addiction. How do I know if I'm actually addicted to something? And think about this, of course, in the context of porn, but uh, we can also use it for anything, smartphone, shopping, the work, the things that I mentioned. So Gabo Mate says that there's three indicators that show us we have an addiction or somewhere on the scale. You know, it doesn't have to mean extreme every time, but here are the three criteria. Number one, 
we crave the substance or the behavior. We crave the substance or the behavior. So, you know, that feeling of I need to, I must, I have to, to make myself feel better, to uh, relieve stress, to feel relaxed. You know, these feelings are craving feelings to make myself feel comfortable, to feel better about myself, to feel like I can concentrate more, I must do this. That I must part is the feeling of a craving. So that's number one. Number two of what constitutes an addiction is engaging in the substance or behavior in order to experience pleasure or relief from some kind of pain, temporary relief from some kind of pain. So let's think about this. And again, you can take any one of those ad addictive habits, behaviors, substances as an example. So just choose one that feels most relevant to you. And when we're doing it, so for me, I will use either porn or sex for this. When I was doing that, to it, I'm engaging in the substance or behavior. So in this case, it's a behavior in order to experience pleasure. Well, of course, 100% in that moment, right? We're experiencing a pretty extreme amount of pleasure going on in that moment and relief from some kind of pain. Boredom for me, you know, and a lot of guys that I speak to turn to porn or turn to fapping or turn to sex because of boredom. And we're looking for an escape, a relief from that. So it's both of those things. It was both of those things for me. And then the third criteria that constitutes addiction is the inability or not wanting to give up the behavior, even when it causes suffering in my life or to others in my life. And that's so true, isn't it? I mean, we know that this is a destructive path. We know it's a very primal state to live in. And uh, we know the consequences and whether that is leading to more extreme content, whether that is to uh, acting, trying to act things out in real life, or whether it may be damaging relationships with others as a result of these habits. So I was certainly in that space. I'm sure there's parts of this that you can relate to as well. Inability of not wanting to, basically not wanting to give up the substance or behavior, even when it's causing harm to me or to others. So that was the first bit that stood out and uh, I referenced that quite a lot. I found that I've used that quite a lot in discussions with one-on-one -on -one and with groups of people when they've asked me, what is an addiction? So hopefully those three criteria give you, if you didn't have it before, that they give you a bit more information. And I think you can probably hear some dogs barking. So I'm sorry about that if it's causing a sound interrupt. The second one is that lack of meaning is the biggest contribution to addiction. This is another point from the book. Lack of meaning is one of the biggest contributions to addiction. So what does that mean? <laughs> Talking about meaning. Well, for me, this one is massive because something you will hear if you've heard me talk in any of my videos, you will hear that I say we must focus on things outside of porn if we are to overcome porn. And this is the same for any addictive substance or behavior. It can be really easy to, and it is normal to at the beginning, just focus everything on 
porn. And I'm going to keep on using porn in this example. So let's say at the beginning of my journey, I was thinking, I want to quit porn. I want to change my relationship with porn. I don't want to watch porn. And what is my brain hearing? Porn, porn, porn. Okay, and that, of course, leads to this continued cycle of a lack of meaning because I, I don't have anything else to attach to. So it's really important that I focus in other areas of my life and something that we go through together that I go through with clients is something called the wheel of life, which you may have heard of. And this is looking at other areas of my life outside of porn. So it could be finances, my relationships, my spirituality, my career or my mission. And there's basically seven or eight different areas. And we start to focus on these other parts of life and set goals for them. Because if these are kind of neglected or uh, hidden in the drawer and only come out at New Year's when we're setting resolutions... There is not a strong enough pull, there's not a strong enough leverage to take me, to want to take me away from porn. And when I'm in that space of not having big enough other goals, it is just a constant battle and life can feel a bit meaningless. And of course, that contributes to addiction. Why? Because we're trying to escape the pain of that feeling of meaningless, uh, feeling meaningless. And porn gives us that escape temporarily, right? We convince ourselves that that's going to be the thing that helps us, makes us feel better. But we know it's only temporary because afterwards it, it feels the total opposite of that. Okay, and then the final thing that I'm going to share, because these 10 minutes are wrapping up quickly, is Gabo Mate shares three environmental necessities for optimal brain development. So to develop our brains in the best way, there's three things that are really important. Now this he talks about uh, when, a, when a kid is growing up, right? And actually before they even come out of the womb, but it's not like it can only happen when you're a child and now it's too late. So these are things that I'd like you to reflect on. I'm going to reflect on them too. And just to see how we can build more of this into our life. So the first one is nutrition. Okay, very simple, this one. Uh, we can be honest with ourselves, right? Am I giving my body the balanced nutrition that it needs? Because I need nutrition in order for my brain to function in the best possible way. If I'm eating shitty food every day, or if I have a poor balance of nutrition, it is more likely that I'm going to feel shit, and therefore, what will I do? I will want to escape. How do I escape? Through watching porn. So that's number one, nutrition, and hopefully that cycle as I'm talking it through makes sense. Number two is physical security. If we're constantly feeling in danger, or like let's say we don't have some uh, comfort, a roof over our head, or that we're on edge all the time, looking over our shoulder all the time, paranoid that something's going to happen, um, it, this one may be the one that's a bit more difficult to relate to and it definitely can come down more to geographical location or uh, income as well can be a big part of this, unfortunately. So that being in that space of not having a sense of physical security puts us in a primal state, right? And when we're in a primal state, we're more, uh, we're easily influenced by other things that are primal, sex being one of those. So therefore we're more likely to 
be reactive to our impulses. So that is why I, that's what I understand as, or how I interpret physical security to be really important, specifically when it comes to porn. And then the third and final one is consistent emotional nurturing. Okay, and this may have been something that was there or was missing at a young age for you, but it is totally possible to give this to yourself. How do we do this? There's obvious ways and two that come to mind, meditation, and this does not need to be, by the way, I meditate for an hour a day, 10 minutes, five minutes. Meditation is emotional nurturing for the mind. Another way, journaling, taking five minutes in the morning or midway through the day or in the evening to just write reflections on the day. And you can ask, make this easy, right? So when I journal in the evening, I ask myself, what am I grateful for that I've noticed to improve today? And what am I grateful for? So those two questions every day just make it really simple for me. It is totally possible to nurture our emotions as an adult, right? It's something that most adults do not do, but it is totally possible to do that. Because when we don't, again, we react to our impulses, things are a bit more chaotic, and it is more likely to lead us to porn. Why? Because we feel like our emotions are in control of us, so we try and escape. And we've, as we've said before, how do we escape? By going to porn. Okay, so that's it for uh, for this. I've actually, this is the first time I've done it, but I've enjoyed doing this just as I've been talking it through. So each week on the newsletter, I'm going to be sharing something that is only for you, um, not going to be on YouTube or Facebook or anywhere like that. Okay, it's only going to be for you. My favorite people, <laughs> my favorite person. So thank you for listening to this. If you've tuned in today, I am always happy to answer more questions or have a discussion about this book and some of the other learnings that came from it. There was a whole list that I had to try and shorten and choose from. So you can reply to the email, whether it's the newsletter or another email that gets sent at any time, and I will respond directly to you. Have a great week ahead, and I will speak to you soon.